Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to Passion Purpose again. It is February the 22nd, 2023. And uh, I just made this comment earlier today. It seems like since January of 22, it's been one long day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in the most beautiful sense of the word. I mm. mean, more so in the sense of... <clears throat> God's presence, God's leadership, God's intervention in our lives. And um, the, the big commitment of our hearts is just to follow him. Um, he has done such a good job leading the people of God over the centuries when they've allowed him to, mm. right? So it's never on God's end when there's a bump in the road or a window in history where we don't see his presence, we don't see mm. his help it's it's always on the end of the human who has not woken up and realized oh my goodness i didn't create myself there is a creator god out there who wants to intervene with intervene in man's life and literally commune with us forever and ever and ever and it begins now and um so today's podcast, you know, we're, we're, we're being led of the Holy Spirit to really lean into unity. And we've been using these three phrases, union with God, communion with God, communion with the saints, excuse me, partnership with his will, that whole sense of rightness. And um, we've been in John 17 talking about glory and glory uh, is uh, in, in one other one writer's terms. Uh, glory is when life is as it should be, mm. right? Right union with God, right union with the people of mm. God, on mission together for the glory of God. It's that right union in uh, in life as it should be. So um, we're gonna we're gonna pivot just a little bit today to talk about this whole idea of beholding and seeking the face of God. So if we're talking union, communion, and partnership, it all begins with this union again with God and beholding him. And we are sitting here on February 22nd in the midst of stirrings of the Holy Spirit happening from Asbury to different universities across America to different spots in the world. You know, I think so many times as Westerners, we relegate it down to, wow, is it happening in my backyard? (laughs) But it's actually happening all over the planet where God is visiting communities and people who are seeking his face or beholding him. And uh, Mick and I were just in a conversation and Joe was uh, already scheduled to join us. So I just want to continue this conversation we were having about the uniqueness of this kind of visitation of the Lord, um, whatever it ends up being, is it's quieter, it's mm-hmm. more peaceful, it's a bit more reverent, it's it's a bit more stripped down, authentic. There's this thing about beholding God and looking at Him and just letting Him be the hero. And I love, so far, I don't know any name attached to the revival. Mm. There's a college called Asbury. There's cool things happening here or there, but I haven't heard anybody's name, mm-hmm. no. which, again, makes me believe that it is God. And there's just so much pressure taken off of it when personalities aren't leading it. Yeah. Mm. Actually, there is a personality leading it. Human, human personality. <laughs> yes, there is a personality named God Himself, Amen. the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So I'm doing a little <laughs> bit of rambling here to get to, to to kind of throw the softball to Mick. Mick, when we talk about beholding the face of God, and which we which I would say is paramount mm-hmm. right now, what is God drawing us to? Kind of take us through a little biblical narrative of this journey of the face of God, the presence of God, and then we'll talk about it. Yeah. 
Yeah, actually, as we were praying just a little bit ago, and and um, the verse that came to mind was Second Chronicles seven fourteen, you know, where God says, "If if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and yeah. turn from sin, then I will hear from heaven, forgive their sin, heal their land." And I was talking to Drew Stedman yesterday just about everything that's going on with these these awakenings, outpourings, revivals, whatever word we want to use, and he was just reflecting on through his studies that these tend to be marked through by people humbling themselves, repenting of sin and, and seeking the face of God. And, um, and the, the most enduring revivals are marked by these things and not the personalities, not the people leading them. And yeah. And then Jimmy, you brought up, pardon me, the, the fact that the Hebrew word, uh, that's translated face in the Old Testament is off is also translated presence, yes. and I, I didn't know that, but I looked that up as we were talking and and uh, did a brief Hebrew word study around this word panim uh, that's translated. It's actually used over twenty one hundred times in the Old Testament alone, uh, and not to mention the Septuagint uh, or yeah. not to mention uh, Hebrew translations of the New Testament, um, but. Um, it's not always referring to the face of God or the presence of God, but it shows up right off the bat in uh, Genesis one that God was hovering over the face of the waters, and then, wow. uh, but then in Genesis three, it's referring to the presence of God. Mm. When Adam and Eve sinned, uh, they hid themselves from the presence or the face of God, yes. and um, and you just get this picture painted right off the bat that Adam and Eve enjoyed unbroken relational fellowship with yeah. God himself oh. made in his image of a Trinitarian God that is in fellowship within himself, which is a concept that's hard for us to grasp. But this idea of face to face, intimate, relational, emotive relationship that's broken through their sin, their rebellion, mm-hmm. and they are cast out from the presence, the face of God. Mm-hmm. Um, but we see the bookends of the scriptures, Genesis 1 and 2, and then Revelation 21 and 22, that the end game, the telos, the, uh, the destiny of mankind is to see the face of God again. Mm-hmm. And that's Revelation 22, 4, that they will see his face and his wow. name will be on their foreheads. And so really redemptive history from Genesis 3 to Revelation 20 is the recovery of this intimate mm-hmm. connection between God and man. Mm-hmm. And some cool themes emerge looking at this word, um, especially you know to the Hebrew mind as they would um, think about kind of the themes throughout the Old Testament, what God was doing, <clears throat> and this idea of being veiled. So when Moses, you know... Uh, uh, interacts with God as a, as a friend, interacts with his friend face-to-face, Exodus 33. In 34, he would put a veil over his face after he'd been in the presence of God um, to, to veil the fact that the glory was fading off of him. And right. Paul picks that up in 2 Corinthians 3. Um, but the symbolism then of Jesus's death and as he hung on the cross, the, the, the veil of the temple mm-hmm. that separated the high priest or the priests from the presence of God was torn in two. And that's, you know, the gospels right in the heart of redemptive history, mm-hmm. bridging Genesis 1 and 2 to Revelation 21 and 22, that it's Jesus, the revelation of God, the face of God, if you will, um, the exact representation of his nature uh, hangs on the cross, his body is torn, the physical veil of the temple is torn, and mankind can now enjoy 
the presence of God again, mm. face to the face. Yeah. And not, not the full realization of that. That'll sure. be when Jesus returns and new heavens, new earth. But uh, the now and not yet of the kingdom that we can behold God's face and, and by that be in his presence in a meaningful way, not just in an intellectual way or cognitive way, but in a in a in a an ontological way, in a real way, we can know the presence of God mm-hmm. and to seek His face. And so, uh, it is a it's not a tangential theme in the Bible. Right. It is the central, central. Mm-hmm. thread that ties the the narrative of Scripture together. Yeah, you know, uh, and, and so much of that. Where do we see the glory of God? We see it in the face of Christ. Amen. So we talk about often. Uh, when people say, okay, seek his face, that seems so mystical or arbitrary. What does that mean? It's very simply mm-hmm. beholding God through the word of God as he has revealed himself as God. Yeah. So when I look at in God describing himself as a God of all creation, I am literally seeking his face or beholding his face and letting his revelation of himself reflect off of my heart and mind and I began to worship, right? Mm-hmm. Because I, or even to the intimacy of God. He wove me together in my mother's womb. I see mm-hmm. a tender God literally putting me together with a big smile on his face. It is not, it is not um, vain or earthly imagination to take the words of scripture yeah. and see the handiwork of God or the face of God or the smile of God. And then I would say the next space for me is, is always obviously God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit is revealed in the scriptures, but the scriptures are clear that we see the face of God in the face of Christ. Mm-hmm. So I can literally look at how Jesus lived, walked, talked, and interacted with people and see God's face, like literally the right. the... Mm-hmm. the how does God want us to see him? Yeah. He put it in a person. Mm-hmm. And yeah. though, though, I mean, I've known the Lord for a long time and, and I've heard all the, the Bible study stuff or the, or the Sunday school answers, but I'm looking and I'm thinking, where did I miss the fullness of that thought? I mean, that, that literally yeah. just blows the body parts. Like you, you can't comprehend that in Jesus, God has revealed his face, his mm-hmm. nature, his character, yeah. everything we need to know right. about God, yeah. at, le- at least this side of, of, again, the full unveiling, yeah. is seen in the face of mm-hmm. Christ, mm-hmm. in the face of Jesus. And therefore, it's not arbitrary. Yeah. It's not just random. It's not out there. It's yeah. not a feeling. It's a person mm-hmm. that then gives us feelings yeah. of affection mm-hmm. through his presence or his tangible manifest. Uh, feelings uh, happen when these the unveiling becomes like manifest, and mm-hmm. and and I'll, I'll just say one thing that Joe, I want to throw it to you for your thoughts on this is that. So, what is revival in its essence? It's the unveiling of the face of God right. to the face of man yeah. in a tangible way. Yeah. All right, yeah. there's all kinds of definitions, but I, I I've been trying to say to folks the last year uh, is that. The difference between what's happening now and maybe the previous years of my own journey is I, by faith, was seeing the Lord and in moments was experiencing his presence and intimacy. But what I see now happening for the body of Christ, for the people of God, is that God is coming at us rather than us groveling for him. Amen. 
And of course, that's theologically always been true, but it's being manifest. Like, that's yeah. the peace. Mm -hmm. That's the presence. Joe, what would you say about the face of God? Yeah, well, Jesus said, if you've seen me, you'll have seen the Father. Father. Yeah. You know, so he was the exact representation of the Father to mm -hmm. us. Mm. And to his disciples, his doubting disciples. Mm. I mean, as he was sharing with them uh, from John 13 yeah. through to 17 before he went to the cross. Uh -huh. You know, he's got a, a guy that's going to deny him in the room and he's got another guy that's going to betray him and he's revealing the Father uh, to them. Mm. And, you know, the presence in that room must have been so... Mm -hmm. So it, it was experiential. Yeah. But then he's given them theology. He's saying, yeah. hey, I'm leaving you now, but this is what you're going to carry yeah. to give to the world. Mm. And, um, yeah, and, and I mean, just experience, like you're saying, life has changed. Yeah. You know, 6th of January 2015, my life changed mm. because I had this vision of a tsunami wave. Mm. And the Lord asking me the question, what would you do if a wave, you knew a wave of the Spirit was going to happen? And, of course, I just said, well, Lord, we'll just have a meeting, wouldn't we? Mm. And he said, yeah. He said, that's what you would do. But the next move of God is not going to come out of your meeting. Mm. It's going to come out of my presence. And so you need to seek my face mm. for it to happen. Mm. And that set me on a prayer journey that I never had before that. Mm. You know, and, mm. and 30, that was probably 35 years that I had I prayed and I yeah. prayed a lot. Yeah, sure. But... Um, my prayer life has changed, mm. you know, and, and it is seeking the presence of the Lord. It's not mm. always a good feeling. Mm -hmm. It's some days you say, well, Lord, what was that all about this morning? And mm -hmm. then you go home and you get on with life. And mm -hmm. But then just there are moments when he arrests you mm -hmm. in the midst of it. Mm. And he says things to you mm -hmm. that are just pure revelation. Mm -hmm. We'd never have thought that mm -hmm. before. Yeah, right. You know? Yeah. And, you know, and it's like you're saying it goes beyond because if he had shown you that 25 years ago, it would have blown you to bits. We, we just <laughs> couldn't, couldn't have understood right. it. We yeah. couldn't have coped with it. <laughs> and I, I always liken back to a time I was in Germany and, and the Holy Spirit was moving in this church. And um, I remember going past back to the pastor's house. People were getting healed and delivered, all sorts of things. And I really had this feeling of the glory of God and mm. sense of the glory of God. And I said to the Lord, Lord, if I don't have the character to carry what I'm sensing at this moment in time, please lift it until I do. Wow. Mm. And he did lift it. He had to lift it because mm. I didn't mm. have the experience, the knowledge of the word, the people around me mm. to be able to carry that weight mm. but then just a few weeks ago he mm -hmm. he does it again and you know like i was sharing we back it was back in october and um, and but this time was able to hold it a little bit more mm. and and holding it then he speaks you know that um, he said i'm shortening the time mm. you know what does that mean well it's his presence you know 
It was like when we were in Rome um, and we're having the five o'clock prayer meeting uh, with about 20 people and people are saying, come Holy Spirit. And the Lord clearly said, I told you I would come mm -hmm. and I'm here. Mm -hmm. And we experienced him mm -hmm. in that yeah. way. Yeah. So seeking the face of God just only excites me now mm -hmm. uh, in the sense, what are you going to do next? Lord? Mm -hmm. What are you going to do next? And my goodness, you've given us a part to play, mm. you know, the, and, and, you know, the, the new generation, I mean, it's none of us with our experience that's mm -hmm. leading anything mm -hmm. to do with it. And I think that's great just mm -hmm. to be able to stand back and think, well, this is what we prayed for, but the Lord has given the reins mm -hmm. to a new generation. Mm -hmm. And how many times have we prayed that? Uh, have I prayed that, if, if you like, of Ephesians chapter 3? Mm. Now to him be glory in the church from generation mm -hmm. to generation. Mm -hmm. And then you're into Ephesians chapter 4 mm -hmm. as to whatever it is God wants to do and mm -hmm. shaping up the church to be what she should be. Mm. So, so many... Um, man, all these are like in my, the way I always say it, these are like three day conversations <laughs> uh, that we're trying to put into a podcast, but maybe what I would say is February 22nd. And so what does that mean? How do you respond now? Mm -hmm. You know, I'll throw out a few thoughts and maybe you guys have a few thoughts is, um, we're sitting here talking and praying about how do we change with our gatherings right now? And one thing for sure is there is this longer lingering needs to be central. So just to behold him, just to take time to behold him. There's no hurry. There's nothing that needs to happen. Um, uh, and actually, um, that takes the pressure off. If we go to the meeting and we expect X and X didn't happen then we leave disappointed yeah. or, yeah. or I'm not sure this is real or so-and-so is really on today or they weren't on today or whatever. But if we just come to behold him, mm -hmm. then yeah. the meeting's going to be great. Yeah. <laughs> and if, if we're literally just before him with humility, yeah. word of God, presence of the Lord, loving him, then it's a victory. We, we had a prayer meeting yesterday and um, uh, when I walked in, uh, the, the worship leader was uh, singing a song about glory. And, and, and of course, we've been talking about that. And so I just admonish everybody, hey, I, I just believe God's really wanting us to focus mm. on his glory, his brilliance, his authority, his beauty, his manifest presence. And so we kind of sang songs back and forth. And as a leader, I, it never really turned anywhere beyond that. And I was wanting, you know, I was trying to think, okay, do I need to turn this into prayer? Do I need to, uh, is everybody bored? Are we, are we on point or whatever? But it felt so right just to sing. And yes, yeah. people shared yeah. scriptures on glory. And we, um, and I, I left with a sense of the weightiness of God, mm. but not a lot of, kind of tangible, we did this and we did that. Well, the worship leader sends me this text. She said, the night before I was praying about the time together and God spoke to me, it's about my glory. And then she had a very profound vision of God just coming down to her and 
and kind of using her mouth to, to proclaim the glory of God. And she sent it to me after the prayer meeting. And my thought was, uh, man, we did exactly what God wanted to do. And he had spoken about the night yeah. before, but I didn't know it. And I'm glad I didn't push it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's a key phrase. Yeah. But God gave me, I could have pushed it and it wouldn't have been a bad heart. It just wasn't the right thing. Yeah. So we're in this space right now where I just would say for all of us, I'd be a little slower to push it. I mean, in the sense of trying to make something happen. I would be a little more creating more space for God to listen, you know, to literally listen and wait. And I would create a little more space to... um, just go through the word. Mm-hmm. Uh, we mm-hmm. were just talking earlier about yeah. the face of God. Have I ever done a study on the face of God? I've done a glance at it, but not a deep not dive. A, not a deep mm. dive. Um, what other things would you say to do in these moments where God's trying to get a hold of our hearts and He's inviting us to behold His face? I think I think that um, I don't go too much back into older Bibles because I. I believe, you know, God is going to move differently. Mm-hmm. But, you know, um, and I've never liked the thought of having to tarry because the Holy Spirit's already yeah, come. Yeah, yeah. But I can remember being with some ev- evangelists, one guy, a New Zealand guy in particular, and you'd be worshiping for two hours mm-hmm. before he would say a word, mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. he would do what he needed to do. Mm-hmm. And there was something in it. And I think that in this, you know, um, if you think of Seymour, you know, he he sat with a bag over his head until a moment came that they mm-hmm. pulled the bag off and he preached and revival broke okay. out. This you was know? 1906. Uh, 1906, Azusa Street. Uh-huh. So you've got things like that, a little hints. Now, we're not going to sit with a bag over our head, you know, mm-hmm. but unless he said, tell us But for me on Tuesday, it was back <clears throat> to the, 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 the train tracks of glory. Uh-huh. You know, yeah. I say uh-huh. I don't know what's happening, Lord, but I'm just going to release the glory this week, uh-huh. and um, and so I think there's something about that tarrying type yeah. thing yeah. and waiting, like you're saying, uh-huh. uh, and to see where is where is God want to take this, uh-huh. and the thing, the fruit of the spirit that needs to be most manifest is patience. Yes. To give God the opportunity to yeah. do what he wants to do. Because mm-hmm. it might be little Missy up at the back there or little yeah. Johnny over here yeah. Yeah. that's going to say something that Dougal like and yeah. The, yeah, yeah. you know, that might be having a glory moment mm-hmm. that then releases something. Mm-hmm. We yeah. don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But we just need to let God be God. Yeah. Yeah. A word picture that's been on my mind this morning is I grew up bird hunting with my dad and and uh, we would go quail hunting and we had uh, bird dogs that had been trained to you know to to sniff out the birds and we might have three or four uh, dogs work in the fields and as soon as one of the dogs would would smell the quail they would go on point and so they would uh, stand as still as a statue the t- tail would be out straight and paw would be up and the amazing thing was they trained these dogs that the other three dogs, no matter where they were in the fields, as soon as they saw a dog go on point, they would stop and they would stand as still as a statue because you didn't want the dogs rustling up the birds and you know messing things up. And it's called an honor 
And so you teach the dogs to honor the dog on point. Even though there's only one dog smelling birds, all four dogs are now on point and they're, they're being still to honor the dog that smells the birds. Mm-hmm. And I just think of that, wow. you know, as I've been hearing about the, the accounts of what's going on up at Asbury and even was on the treadmill this morning at the gym and Fox News, you know, had videos playing of what's going on there. And as we've been talking this morning, even about how do we respond here in Waco? And there's just something in me that resonates with that idea of, it's not just business as usual. If God is moving in, mm-hmm. and this is a national moment, then our plans are insignificant compared mm-hmm. to, you know, God is welcome to interrupt our plans. And I had this sense of just kind of a stillness, similar to what you guys are talking about, uh, an honor. Like if somebody's on point and God's moving, then then it would be the responsible thing as a, as a believer and a brother in Christ to pause okay god what are you doing you're moving even though i may not be able to smell it yet somebody is <clears throat> yeah uh, and i want to honor that mm. and i i think of that scripture in second chronicles the you know a prayer that i've prayed consistently for the body of christ in america um when i think of how people would describe the church like what adjectives if you just asked random people what adjectives would you use to describe the church i don't know what the common adjectives would be but my prayer has been at the end of our lifetime regardless of what people think about the people of God, that those would be the four adjectives, that we would be known as prayerful, humble, devoted, and repentant. Mm. And I think if there's kind of a bullseye, I mean, this is in times of revival and not, but those would be the four adjectives that I would want to characterize my life in any season, but especially in this season. Mm -hmm. Um, Humble, prayerful, devoted, repentant. Mm. Um, And so I think that'd be a good, you know, just Mm -hmm. self-evaluation. Am I walking in humility? Mm. Um, What's the depth of my prayer life like right now? Not just intercession, but the the receptive, contemplative, listening, uh, awareness types of prayers as well. Mm. And repentance, uh, well, devotion, seeking his face, creating space to meditate on the word and be with the people of God and uh, and repentance. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. It's amazing you pointed out, Jimmy, earlier that repentance comes on the heels of those other yeah, three, that as that. we see the face of Jesus and right. there's a mirror held up, yeah. uh, the natural response is to align our lives with who he is. Yeah. You know, and, and in that scripture, you know, the, the, um, the Second, Chronicles. Second Chronicles 7, you know, if my people, it's interesting that that was given at the pinnacle of um, yeah. Solomon's... Of the glory. Yeah. Of the glory was being... The, the priest couldn't stand to mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. worship or to serve. And God is saying to them, hey, wait a minute, this is great, but if you, you just need to hold the line. If mm-hmm. my people will humble mm-hmm. themselves and call on my name. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I just found that fascinating, mm-hmm. that God would have to say that to them. While the... In the midst of his glory mm-hmm. was so great. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's like you're saying, it's always back to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's uh, let's just do that here at the end of this podcast. Uh, probably most of you guys are listening, driving down the road. So don't close your eyes. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> if you're at a place where you can. But uh, I just want us to just say that scripture slowly and give you just a moment. We're going to pause in between each one and just let you let you um, enjoy that in the sense of, or meet with the Lord here just a moment. We've been talking about pausing. So mm. 
So let's just do that. So I'm going to just say a part of the passage, and then we're going to pause for a few moments and let the Holy Spirit speak, and then we'll go to the next part until we get to the end of it. So, Lord, we ask for your glory, your rightness, the rightness of who Mm. you are to interact with, the, in many ways, the wrongness of our own souls. Um, But even today, God, we come and you said, if my people, could you just pause for a moment Mm. and remind yourself that you're connected to God? (laughs) Yes, Lord. Through the blood of Jesus, you are his son or daughter. Thank you, Lord. just grateful that we're your people but we're called yes, by your Lord. name Amen. your name our last mm. name is in some wild way we literally yes, are sons Lord. and daughters with your name over us mm. your banner over us is love we thank, thank you Lord. we are your people we are your sons and daughters we are your children We are your flock. We give you praise this morning, Lord, that you would look upon us in that way and receive us in that way. Then we humble ourselves and all that that means is just acknowledging again, you are God and mm. I am not. <laughs> you could just pray that with me. You are God and I am yes, not. Yes, Lord, I, you are God. We, we, are de- we delight in you being God mm. and us not being God. And we humble ourselves under the, your mighty yes. hand, mm-hmm. under your mighty, beautiful, divine design plan Thank for you, mankind. Lord. And we say it is good. We humble ourselves to your divine plan and your divine power mm. with joy. Mm. We'll humble ourselves and pray. We'll read this is what we're doing right now. We're all agreeing together. Pray for all of our friends listening right now. Lord, every anxiety, every fear, every lost hope, every disappointment, mm-hmm. every place of pain, God, would we, we literally humble ourselves under your mighty hand and we Thank present you, our anxieties to you and our ineptness and brokenness Mm. and we ask son of david have mercy on all of us and then it says seek his face would you just pause for a moment and just ask the holy spirit god how do you want to reveal yourself to me Mm. right now what aspect of your character would you want to reveal right now so lord we wait personally asking would you reveal who you are It says, if you'll turn from your wicked ways and um, mm-hmm. spirit of the living God, uh, in light of your presence, in light of your goodness, in light of being your children, anything that we've attached to uh, that is unholy, unrighteous, mm-hmm. thought, word, deed, and action, reveal it right now. Yes, Lord. And as he reveals it, 
we just simply confess. We agree, God. We want nothing to do with it. We break Amen. all ties with it. We ask, God, as we as we repent, we turn to you and let go of our sin. So Thank just you. take a moment before the Lord quietly pray that through. So then the fruit of this little journey together, the fruit of this personally and corporately mm -hmm. is the blessing of God. So Joe, yeah. why don't you just pray those blessings over us to end our time? Yes, Lord, we want to thank you mm -hmm. that you would bless us with a visitation, mm -hmm. Lord, and the opportunity, Father, the invitation, visitation and invitation, Lord, to seek your face. Lord God, as we come before you mm -hmm. and as you manifest your glory around this nation and around the world, Lord, Father God, we thank you today for the blessing of knowing mm -hmm. that even the national news can mm -hmm. put on good news. Mm -hmm. And Father God, that we can see um, places, universities be, mm -hmm. that you would invite change, Lord, mm -hmm. into a next generation of great leaders that will come forth, great missionaries that will come forth. And Father God, we thank you today for your blessing in our lives, for everyone that's listening to the podcast today. We release the blessing of God upon you. We release God's grace as you humble yourself, as we all humble ourselves in unity, Mm. Taking that as part of unity, we're mm. humbling ourselves yeah, before God. It's mm. part of it, Lord, that you would command the blessing upon mm. us. Father God, and we do thank you today for your amazing grace over each and every one of us. Mm. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.